Welcome to GDN's Talking Comics interview. On today's show, we welcome talented writer and friend of the nation, Jay Sandlin. Jay is the writer of Mad Cave Studios Over the Ropes, an entertaining homage to the pro wrestling scene in the 90s. Coming on June 29th, he and artist Antonello Cosentino are bringing us the next volume in the series. Over the Ropes Volume 2, Broken Cafe. Now, here's your host, Martin Sexton. Welcome to another edition of GVN's Talking Comics. I am your host, Martin, and today we get to visit with prolific and talented writer and friend of the nation, Jay Sandland. Jay, along with artist Anatello Constantino, are revisiting their hit book by Mad Cave Studios, Over the Ropes, with Over the Ropes, Volume 2, Broken Kayfabe. So we're going to talk about the Over the Ropes series, about his love of wrestling in the 90s, and more. So let's welcome friend of the nation, writer Jay Salmon to GVN's Talking Comics. How are you doing, my friend? Hey, I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing good. Uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. Okay, so before we get into the meat of uh, what we're going to be talking about today, I want to cover a little bit of the, uh, you know, because I know you're a big Star Wars fan, and uh, mm -hmm. there's been a number of series that have come out, uh, you know, Star Wars based uh, with Obi-Wan Kenobi being the current one. Uh, so what, what's your thoughts been on some of these series that they have released as far as for Star Wars? Well, of course, I love The Mandalorian, and I am in a minority, apparently, that likes Book of Boba Fett because uh, it felt like a Star Wars book from the 90s or 2000s that I would have read to me. So that's something I enjoyed. And then Obi-Wan right now uh, is you know, killing it. I, uh, are we, are we talking spoilers? It's been out long enough, I guess. Yeah, I think uh, uh, it's been out long enough to not spoil too much. Episode three with Vader meeting Obi-Wan again. That's something that just needed to be done. That needed to happen. Cause I've always wondered, you know, when did Obi-Wan find out that Anakin survived and now we, you know, we have that. So I've, I've been pretty happy with the the Star Wars that's come out uh, here recently. Yes, uh, so have I. Actually, like I said, I had no problem with the Book of Boba Fett. Of course, you throw Ming Na Wen into anything for me, and I'm I'm a happy camper. Uh, of course, you know, from Agents of Shield. Uh, but uh, you know, there have been some stirrings about uh, Inquisitor Riva's character. I mean, I've got no problem with her because she's a badass woman I, you know i like badass women uh but uh i'm not sure exactly what people's problem with her other than she's a loose cannon which i mean for that matter uh anakin in the movie was kind of a loose cannon as if he was going to the dark side i'm just gonna theorize that she was a jedi youngling that they found and indoctrinated and uh she's got a chip on her shoulder for some reason she's got this real uh obsession with finding obi-wan and that may just be to please vader uh, but maybe there's something more to it that we'll find out, something between her and Obi-Wan that we don't know about yet. I, I don't know, but I'm interested to find out. Well, there's, and there seems to be right. There has to be something between her for her to be basically kind of obsessed to tracking them down. Other than, as you say, maybe to get on uh, Vader's good side. And, and it's obviously, like I said in the third episode, that uh, Anakin slash Vader still has some issues with Obi-Wan uh, leaving him there to to burn so uh which uh he kind of i'm actually surprised that he let him get taken away at the end of that episode i would have thought he would have pursued it a little more but you know uh but like i said i've been i've enjoyed it a lot it's been uh i haven't really seen a bad star wars uh 
series since they've been doing these things. So uh, I've been real happy with it. Okay, so let's kind of summarize a little bit about what you've been up to. Uh, like I said, in 2021, like I said was a was a good, actually a great year for you. Said uh, putting out uh, Black Box Comics uh, Gen Hunter, which uh, was one of my favorites, and of course made one uh, the best of 2021 for GBN. Uh, you had the Neverland uh, Annual Dark Alliance. Uh, you had Grim Tales of H.H. Holmes. I mean, Grim Tales of Terror with H.H. Holmes, which also made our top. Uh, of 2021 um and you also had uh zodiac versus death force uh what am i missing what else did you get it put yeah out there? yeah and then lastly i had grim tales of terror the uh halloween anthology that was the the last one there for the the year you also did a book if i'm not mistaken that you know kind of in a novella yeah, novella. I uh, hadn't thought about it. Quantum Rule has been, uh, that's not a graphic novel or a comic, but I, I got a novella called Quantum Rule out there. You can find on Amazon. Yeah, actually, I, I'm in the middle of reading that. Uh, so, uh, but it's been, cool. been really good so far. Okay, so let's talk about uh, Over the Ropes. Like I said, your first uh, book for Mad Cave, and it debuted in December of 2019. And it was a very entertaining homage to the wrestling of the 90s. Uh, I think, actually, I had originally was thinking that it was the 80s. But uh, but it's early 90s. So you have a, a, a feeling of the 80s there uh, from the early 90s, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of characters based on uh, the look, based on several things. We had, uh, I used Rick Rude. I used Sting. I used uh, Junkyard Dog. It uh, it made a it made it made the rounds on a lot of the inspirations for the looks. So, and one of the things actually that I thought that you kind of emphasized, which to me I think is, and this is just my personal opinion, uh, the importance of being able to uh, do the promos to you know be able to control the mic. Uh, because you had some of that. I said, no, in my part, you know, like Lex Luger, for example, you know, I thought Lex Luger was, you know, naturally quite a specimen, but I thought he was not very good doing promos. He was kind of stiff. And I keep wondering, you know, like, you know, you would never confuse uh, Lex Luger with Dusty Rhodes, but Dusty Rhodes was a, a wordsmith beyond, uh, which made up for a lot of his physical, I mean, even though Dusty moved really well for a big man, uh, but uh, you would never mistake the two on a mic. Uh, and uh, you kind of dealt a little bit into the, you know. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. The promos that they did, and I said, I kind of think it's kind of makes the difference sometimes between like a mid-card wrestler and a, you know, a top liner. I think it definitely makes the difference. If you can't talk on the mic, you're probably not going to go above the mid-card level. Then, you know, which, which is why, of course, Ric Flair was so successful because, he, again, he talked a blue streak on the microphone. So you work with Anatello Constantino on the series. Uh, did you know if uh, Antonello was uh, a wrestling fan when he did your first book at all? Yeah, he really wasn't. Yeah, which is actually kind of surprising because he did a great job. Uh, so I imagine he probably just had to start doing some research exactly what kind of uh, 
look he should be doing was say it's kind of I kind of actually come out of thought that he might have had some familiarity with it. I provided a lot of the research with uh, character art and concept art. Okay, I so had plenty of concept art for every character and the looks and inspirations behind them. Oh, that's a, okay. So was it a little going into the second volume? Was it a little easier because he kind of had a base now of what your characters were going to be looking like? I think so. Of course, we have a lot of new characters in Volume 2, so we had to flesh those out, who they were going to look like and how they were going to appear. Okay, so no, I have to be totally honest. Uh, kayfabe, I had no idea what it meant. Uh, I had to look oh. it up. I had to look it up because, uh, you know, as much as I liked wrestling, I wasn't really... I didn't know the terminology, you know, behind this business. You know, I knew the heel and the face. And I knew uh, pop and things like that, but I had no idea. In fact, I had to look it up how to pronounce it. Uh, but uh, now that I know what it is, it makes a little more sense. But for, just in case there's somebody who's listening to this who does not understand what kayfabe is, could you give us a brief definition of what that is? Yeah, kayfabe is just the idea that wrestling is real. You don't, if you, you know, it, and it was sacred in the 80s and a little bit in the 90s. The idea is that, you know, what they're doing in the ring is real, what they're saying is real. They don't break the character so to speak and that's why volume two i decided to call it broken kayfabe uh because a lot of that is out the window there's there's no there's no pretending uh it's all kind of real in in this volume two now my mother uh who said when she used to watch wrestling when she was a girl she was one of those uh, little women in the uh stands who was beating up the person next to him because I got so excited about watching the thing. Uh, her joy was to whoever I was rooting for to root against the root for the other guy just to see if she could piss me off. Uh, and she delighted in that. Uh, what a heel. She, yeah. she was a heel, I guess. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but she thought she thought that was hilarious. So uh, basically at the end of uh, Over the Ropes, first volume, uh, Jason's father, Buddy Peacock, uh, decided that he was going to go after uh, the promotion that Jason was working under and try to take it over. And that's kind of where it was left. So I'm assuming this is uh, where we're going to take off in the beginning of volume two. That's issue one. Yes. You get right into that. It's the invasion uh, from uh, Buddy Peacock and his group, the Pe his faction, the Peacock Posse coming in and taking on his son, Phoenix and his crew, the Phoenix squadron uh, it's kind of more 90s inspired thing when the NWO invaded WCW and uh, it's going to be a uh, big business for both companies. But what it does to Phoenix personally, you know, with an absent father who's never been there for his whole life, just showing up suddenly, that's going to be a, a tough time for him. Okay, so and, and this is you're doing. Matt Cave's distributing this a little differently. You're doing this basically digitally. I understand. Well, yes and no. So the individual releases, your floppies, are all going to be five digital releases month to month, starting in June on the 29th. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to all of them because at the end you get a trade paperback that'll be collecting all five issues and that will be a paper release. So, yeah, you get the uh, five issues digitally and a paper trade paperback. All right. You said that, and that starts at the end of this month? Yeah, June 29th. June oh. 29th, it'll be uh, starting. 
Okay, so I'm going to have to pick that up because uh, we will be reviewing all of them. Uh, so, uh, okay, so you're revisiting over the ropes. Uh, you know, you also did for Mad Cape Studios, Ho Fighter Quinn. Is there any possibility of revisiting that title? Not that I've been told. How rude. <laughs> I don't know of any plans. <laughs> um, it kind of told a story in and of itself with uh, the first volume. So if there's not, you know, you've got what was there. And if, if we went back to it, I'd kind of have to figure out what to do because we kind of burned down the the premise of uh, the the fighting tournament and things like that. So uh, I don't know of any plans for Hellfighter in the future. If you want them, you'll just have to let Mad Cave know. Right. And if you haven't if you haven't read it, you need to read it because it's, it's a very good series. Uh, okay, so uh, that's what I've got for you today. Before I let you go, I want to give you an opportunity to promote anything else you got going on, uh, and also where can fans go to follow you on your uh, on either uh, Twitter or on website. All right, yeah, find me on uh, jsandlin.com on Twitter at jsandlin underscore and Instagram, Facebook, jsandlinwriter. Like we said, Over the Ropes 2, it begins on June 29th, so be ready, get the first five issues and the trade at the end, and uh, find me and let me know what you think. All right, very good. Well, I appreciate it, Jay, and of course, I will be following Over the Ropes Volume 2 quite closely, and uh, wish you a great success, and uh, we'll be hopefully talking to you again real soon. Yeah, don't be a stranger. I try not to. I appreciate it, Jay. Appreciate you, too. All right. Thank you for listening to GVN's Talking Comics. Please come back again. Talking Comics is a production of Geek Vibes Nation. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.